0: FM and The Near Drama Company are proud to present The Rising Heat Trilogy, an environmental drama series by Jack Byrne. Episode 1 – The Zombie Way
1: Allura? You gotta be kidding me, Ajib.
2: Her name is Allura. How prescient was that, Yuki? To name a baby Allura to see her grow into such a vision.
1: Just look at her. Ice cool. Untouched. No one dares go near her.
2: Stop staring. She'll notice. She won't. She's too engrossed in her science manual. We should do the same. We have exams next week. Stop looking over at her. Imagine caressing that cool skin. (sighs) I imagine.
1: She's always alone. I think she's probably lonely. Beautiful women are often quite isolated.
2: (laughs) Listen to Mr. Philosopher. Go talk to her, if you dare. I will. I'll do it right now. Shit, sit down. Don't make a fool of yourself.
1: What's the worst that can happen?
2: That you come back with your tail between your legs. Shit, he's doing it and she's smiling up at him. She's pleased that someone spoke to her. Shit! I'm meeting her later for a coffee. I guess lovely women can be lonely. Desperate even. I may even marry this woman, Ajib. (laughs) We'll see, Yuki. We'll see. Happy anniversary, Yuki. <laughs> One year married to the lovely Allura. No doubt about it. Life is a lottery. <laughs> it all hung on who stood up first. I guess she likes your oddball climate stuff after all. Shit. All because I dared you to speak to her, you know.
1: It's not oddball. You were always so... Uh, skeptical. Uh, Is that
3: the word?
2: That's the word. (laughs) I'm your skeptic pal. You try. You try to fit everything into proving your theory for warming.
1: This is the only way to explain why the
2: planet is heating. I'm sure I could explain the situation differently.
1: Okay. I dare you to come up with an alternative explanation for global warming.
2: I dare you. You're on, my friend. Watch this space. I've done it, Yuki. I've devised an alternative scenario to your climate warming stuff. What are you talking about? Don't you remember last month? You dared me to find an alternative explanation for global warming. Jesus, Jeep! we were drunk. Well, anyway, I've done it. As I assembled the data as a joke, I began to really question the current ideas. I became convinced that I had found a credible alternative to your climate models. I present new evidence that most of the warming could be the result of a natural cycle in cloud cover. I even have a soundbite. Feedback strips. The media will love it. I don't fucking
1: believe this. You go online for half an hour and arrive at this cockamamie notion to announce at a serious conference? Please, Ajeep, don't sell out the planet. I know you are intelligent enough to concoct data to support any proposition, but this is too serious
2: we let the delegates decide eh? (laughs) (laughs) poor Yuki's face when I made my cloud presentation (laughs) a good night's sleep will soften his mood I'll tell him over breakfast that I'll withdraw my thesis (laughs) he shouldn't have dared me
3: Yes, how can I help you? Dr. Bakir, I believe that you can. May I come in? No, you may not. What do you want? My name is Dave Krugman, and I was with the climate session earlier on this evening. I found your presentation very interesting. Thank you. Good night. Hold on. I want to put a proposal to you. I can get funding, substantial funding, to assist your further research into the matters you alluded to tonight.
2: Well, come in.
3: Why are you standing out in the hallway? Would you like a drink, Dave? No, thanks. Pour one for yourself. I represent an organisation called Friends of Sensible Development. Ever heard of them? Can't say that I have. Did you say sustainable development? No, sensible. I see. And who are these people? They prefer to remain anonymous. (laughs) I'll bet. Dr. Bakir, if you now sense that climate sensitivity is indeed considerably less than the UN claims it to be, and you have an alternative explanation... Then we can fund your research to allow a counter-voice to be heard. I have an idea. But to be fully
2: developed will require considerable resources, including satellite time. That's
3: not a problem. The friends have deep pockets.
2: Allura, over here. Been shopping, I see.
4: Yes. I just wanted to see if Europe was any better stock than the US. Look at them. Two meagre shopping bags. Stockholm is as bad as back home.
2: Yeah. Food shortages are now global. Let me get you a drink.
4: Thank you, Ajib. Just a soda. Have you seen Yuki?
2: Oh, he's in his room, phoning the climate crowd. I'm surprised you still attend these conferences, Allura. Same old, same old, year after year.
4: I know. We're 10 years married, Ajib, and I still travel with him as he travels in Hope. You don't help his case with this cloud stuff you're promoting, you know.
2: Sorry, Allura, but Yuki understands. He's a scientist. He knows a hypothesis needs to be challenged. I'm more worried about your attitude towards me. You've left your science days behind to be a wife. How do you see me?
4: I consider you a friend to both of us, and if I can confide in you, Ajib... I really want to be more than a wife. I want to be a mother also.
2: What's the problem?
4: Yuki refuses to bring a child into the world he's predicting.
2: I'm sorry to hear that, Alura. Here's Yuki now.
1: Hi, Yuki. Let me get you a drink. Uh, Thanks, Uh, a whiskey. By the way, Ajib, what were you doing while I was making my presentation? I could see your group giggling and fiddling while I was speaking.
2: Yeah, (laughs) sorry about that, Yuki. We were playing the Zombie Highway app to to stay awake. Zombie Highway? A fucking game? Yeah, it's very addictive. And, now
1: that I think of it, a good metaphor for our situation. As long as we stay addicted to the current highway, we're all the living dead, shuffling to
2: our doom in a survival game. That's the zombie way. There's your soundbite, pal. Glad I could help.
1: Always the jokes. Why can't you take the matter seriously?
2: I am serious. Listen, Yuki, I should tell you that the Friends of Sensible Development want me to present my new data to the conference tomorrow. Yuki, it's significant. Why are
4: you telling me
2: this? As the Matador biddies the bull, I. Behave. Sorry, Alura. Yuki, I just want you to see it coming and for you to prepare a gracious exit. No one could possibly believe this. The Friends of Sensible Development love it. They're lobbying even as we speak.
4: Shit. Allura, how
2: do I cope with him?
4: Perhaps listen to him. He always seems to know how to get his message across. Thank
2: you, Allura. you always were more practical. Listen, Ajib.
4: The
1: entire planet is at stake here. What if
2: your cloud theory is wrong
1: and you encourage people to go on with the act- with the activities that are destroying
2: all life? What if I'm right and people can go on with their lives without your warming gloom hanging over them, eh?
1: What's going on here, Ajib? There's something more at play. I can't put my finger on it. Lura, what do you think?
4: I'm going to bed. I can't deal with the adolescent jousting.
3: Here, Ajib, we've intercepted a conversation between your friend Yuki and another climatologist, A. D. Hollander. Sit. Have a listen to the recording. I'm
2: not very comfortable doing this, Dave. Yuki's my friend.
3: You have enough friends in sensible development, remember, and you're well funded. Sit and listen. You need to know what your friend is planning. Here, let me switch this on for you.
1: Dee, I've heard talk about your current work and I'm interested in hearing about it. People want to know about that twister that tore through their town last week
5: wrecking the place. Is that just freak weather, they ask, or this climate change we hear about? Yuki, your real enemy is common sense which tells folks that things they can see and feel like snow and strong winds are more real than things like global warming, which remains abstract and vague. I I get that. But how do I tie a disruptive temporary snowstorm to more worrying
1: long-term
5: climate change? Well, it seems to me that you should tie people's concerns with local weather events to the bigger picture. Start in reverse. And explain that climate outputs, such as tornadoes, rising sea levels, suffocating snow and expanding deserts, are climate change outputs made visible. Okay, that's getting clearer. Give them examples of cause and effect. For example, it is now widely accepted that smoking is a systemic cause of lung cancer, and sex, without contraception, is a systemic cause of unwanted pregnancies.
1: And... Climate
5: change? You can use this link to explain that human activities cause global warming, which in turn cause more intense natural disasters, such as superstorms. Human activity is mainly the cause of growing heat. And the greater the heat, the more violent the storms. Exactly. Here's a way to say it. The small local actions of each of us merge with the global and come back magnified to affect each of us at the local. You could even describe the formulation as local, global, local.
1: Coming back to bite your ass. This sounds like we are powerless.
5: Solutions, T. I I need solutions. Okay, well, we know that constant smoking can cause cancer, right? So what do people do to avoid lung cancer? They stop smoking. Exactly. You can use this partial familiarity with causality to further your case. You can assert that global warming is causing the climate to change. Once we know the cause, we can eliminate or reduce it. I suppose
1: so. Don't Uh,
5: be so hesitant. Global warming is real and it's here. It's not something that will happen sometime in the future. It's as real as the weather we experience. And it is already causing death, destruction and vast economic loss all across the planet. None of us can escape its effects. Why can't you say that? I think I can. Then Uh, say it loud. It's a system of cause and effect at work. More importantly, here is your solution. When we understand such causality, we say, if I do that, I expect this to happen. I see. And we then seek direct control over these causes by quitting smoking, say. Exactly. We need to quit whatever is causing global warming. The world's climate is not changing all on its own. We can ask who or what is causing escalating changes in the system, and how. The who and the how, once widely accepted, can offer real solutions. Well, I hope this helps. Uh, let me think on it. I need to find a way to introduce this without a jeep
1: fucking it up. Thanks, Dee. No problem. Uh, yes, uh, a room for one. I-, I booked in advance. Hi, Yuki. Travelling alone? Uh, yeah. Uh, Allura has relatives in London. She's decided to go visit them instead of sitting to another rerun in Dublin.
2: She's right. Same old, same old. Listen,
1: Ajib. I need to talk to you urgently about some unsettling data I've received. It's critically important.
2: You know, Yuki, you're like the boy who cried wolf. Nobody takes any notice of your alarm calls anymore. Except me. This is important, Ajib. Can you meet me for dinner in an hour? I can, if your crowd are paying. Mine are close to penury.
1: I suspect they own half the planet. Meet me. It's important. Ajib, have a look at this latest data. This game of kick the can down the road has to stop. We've just encountered a game-changer. We've unsettled large amounts of methane in the Arctic region. This report from our survey team up there shows that methane that should be kept under wraps is now spreading extensively. What evidence have you? We'll have to revise our climate models significantly, Ajib. Methane, if you remember your science, is a greenhouse gas 30 times more potent than carbon
2: dioxide. I wouldn't worry so. Methane gas oxidises into carbon dioxide before it reaches the surface.
1: Asshole! Are you preparing your rebuttal already? That can only happen in deep water. But in the shallows of the East Siberian Arctic shelf, methane doesn't have enough time to oxidise, which means more of it will escape into the atmosphere as destructive methane. Ajib, wake up! The carbon has been locked in a freezer for millions of years. That freezer is in a part of the planet warming up the fastest. Stephen King couldn't write such scary stuff.
2: You're sure about this?
1: The UN team witnessed thousands of methane plumes on the ocean floor. We have never even factored methane into any of our models. But we always suspected that it was the wild card in the carbon cycle. Well, it's just been played, Ajeeb. It's just been played. Shit! Do you get it? Release of even a fraction of the huge amount of methane stored in the shelf could trigger abrupt climate warming. Abrupt and uncontrollable, Ajeeb. Global warming will run away from us. It
2: can't be that bad.
1: Are now pouring methane and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere in a fashion not seen since the Permian period. That was the closest we have come to the total extinction of all life on the planet. We almost became a dead rock in space. This time it's going to happen in a shorter time frame, and we may not be as lucky.
2: So, where do you stand on this? I I can't be rushed into such a position without reflection on the data. There has to be room for scientific disagreement. Have another drink. Jesus, Ajib! You're a lost cause. (laughs) Yuki, come back. Let's talk. This methane thing is really freaking him. I'd better have a look at the data in my room. Right, where's my laptop? I'll have a quick look. I'm sure he's exaggerating. Sweet Jesus. He wasn't.
3: These are scenes captured yesterday in the Arctic Circle. These yellowish plumes released after millennia are rising all the way to the surface. Shit.
2: I need a drink. This is a game changer, all right. I'll call Dave. He'll understand when he sees this data. Dave, you're still up? Could you come to my room? I need to talk to you. No, right now. I need to explain something to you.
3: Thanks. Well, Ajeeb, you got your paper ready? Some of this new stuff is dynamite. Listen, Dave,
2: I'm not sure we should take this data to the conference. Perhaps we need to align ourselves with the climate change panel. This methane issue is a serious development. What methane? We must take account of all factors. This matter is too important to be misjudged. Who's judging? We are. Or we should be. Each conference, the climate change cohort think this is the one they'll win. They have the facts everybody will have to see this time. And they don't, because we offer a credible alternative.
3: Exactly. We're not judging. Merely providing another point of view.
2: Look, I know big corporations are funding this sensible development project. Think about this. The corporations are dependent on continued growth and profits for their shareholders, and this is best guaranteed by ensuring that the Earth remains hospitable to human life. Surely that makes sense to anybody.
3: Not so, I'm afraid. The lifespan of humanity is measured between corporate AGMs and political elections. That's a psychopathic logic. And probably biocidal, but it can't be helped. I'll have one of those you're fixing. Ajib, the logic of corporate capitalism is structurally locked into generating maximal revenues in minimum time and minimum corporate cost.
2: That's all fine in no- more normal times. Now we must ask them to stop and think.
3: Not possible. Why not? Because corporations are legally obliged to maximise profits for their shareholders. In fact, it would be illegal for corporations to prioritise the welfare of people and planet over private profits. They couldn't do it even if they wanted to. Then we must
2: change the laws to allow socially responsible corporations to rein in destructive
3: growth. Christ, you really are naive. Don't you know that international law is going in the opposite direction? Don't you know that there are laws to empower corporations to directly sue governments that pass laws that reduce their profits? That couldn't be. If any government attempted to legislate to address climate change or curb fossil fuel expansion, they would be subject to a legal attack as a result of international laws. That can't be. For fuck's sake, get your head out of that cloud you're studying.
2: But this is the nub of the problem, Dave. How can this entrenched corporate immorality take precedence over the destruction of all life on this planet? Why aren't we discussing that at these conferences?
3: Shit, you've really
2: changed your tune. Dave, I presume you have a family. We've never found time to talk about such things, but I assume you have people you care about. They are in peril if this methane feedback really kicks in. What about those you care about, Dave?
3: Hey... You never showed any interest in me before, and I wouldn't want you to. So don't even start now by trying to manipulate. I'm not trying to manip... (sighs) I'm just asking about your loved ones, is all. Mind your own business about my so-called loved ones. Don't presume to know anything about me, right? Just stick to what we pay you for. Explain away all this global warning shit.
2: There's only one thing to explain. How serious this is. These plumes of surfacing methane is happening about almost 20 years before modelling predicted it might happen.
3: Ajib, I'm not equipped to interpret what you just said. Can't you just build it into your cloud theory? There's no disguising the significance of this. The
2: scale and volume of the methane released is frightening. Can't you see that, Dave?
3: Right. Dr. Bakir, you're out. We don't want a doubting Thomas on the stand tomorrow.
2: What? You're firing me? This is my theoretical material to be presented. You can't do that. It's our material. We paid for it. <laughs> but without me to present it, you have no case.
3: Don't we? Much of the raw material delivered to you for analysis has been compiled by a young researcher from Canada, a Claude Debussy. He's here in the hotel, and he'll make our case for us. You, Professor, are out. <laughs>
2: Hi, Allura. How are things in London?
4: Not so good. The Thames are flooding vast areas. How are things at the conference? How is Yuki?
2: He didn't call you.
4: Just briefly to say he's determined to have a showdown with you and your clouds. Why aren't you in at the conference? <laughs>
2: I've been canned by the friends, Allura. I realise that Yuki is right. We have a serious climate problem, but I can't help him. I'm outside the hall. I don't know what's going on inside.
4: Be his friend, Ajib. Whatever the outcome. I'll fly over in the morning.
2: Oh, wait. The conference is finished early. I see Yuki coming out. Do you want to talk to him?
4: No. Just tell him I'll be over in the morning. Bye.
2: Yuki, over here. I have a drink for you. How did it go?
1: Shit, Hajib. I'm weary.
2: I hear delegates say you've reached a decision on which hypothesis to support. Is that right? No, that's not
1: right. All we've decided is that after the last three conferences of stalemate, that one or the other hypothesis must fall. If your clouds have entered a new phase, as you predicted, that will provide clear evidence that it is indeed a major force in climate
2: change. That's what my calculations showed. If, however,
1: there was no sign of your predicted recovery of Arctic sea ice, then we will agree on drastic measures to reduce CO2. Everybody agreed that this is a sensible approach, but it's just another stall. The time frame agreed to test the two theories is five years of satellite data collated and the result announced at a special defining conference in five years. Jib. Your friends have bought more time.
2: I have a drink ordered for you, Yuki. Here, sit and drink. So, the UN Climate Summit in Dublin has ended after a marathon all-day cliffhanger of negotiations and ended just in time to catch the global evening news. Yeah,
1: corporate media has its soothing soundbite. Fuck it, Ajib. Most of humanity are not shareholders or beneficiaries of these global corporations. We can't continue to allow them to call the shots. Stakes are too high. Give me that drink.
2: Easy, cowboy. let Let me get you another.
1: It's all been one big joke to you, Ajib.
2: Hey, slow down with the whiskey. I know you're disappointed. But you got a clear commitment that if my predictions fail, they'll draft a legally binding deal to cut carbon emissions. That's progress, surely. Is it? Yuki, the corporations have agreed. We'll get a legally binding deal in five years'
1: time. Which you, no doubt, are already working to your advantage. Five years from now, we'll be that much closer to the brink of climate collapse. Why don't you stop playing this game and admit that you and your corporate friends are never going to agree to such curbing of your activities?
2: Hey, they're not my friends. I'm only interested in the scientific evidence that I can produce. Without you as a fig leaf, we could nail those bastards. I think you've done well today.
1: Shit. Just leave me alone.
2: Have you found Allura? I need another drink.
1: This is terrible, Ajib. I fear that the world is now firmly on course for the worst-case scenario in terms of
2: climate change. Relax. It may not happen.
1: We're headed for it.
2: Make no mistake about it. Shit. You're drinking faster than me. Let me order you another one.
1: We've speculated about a rise of six degrees celsius and its potentially disastrous effects. This is the first time that I openly declare its inevitability. I openly declare it. We have failed ourselves and the future. Sit down, Yuki,
2: or we'll get no more drink. You're always too dramatic. Am oh, I? Your fucking cloud shit lost us decades. But the conference here today has made progress. And have you noticed I was missing? But
1: your fucking clouds were still hanging about. Nothing has been achieved, Ajib. Nothing. It looks like progress, but it's just another
2: stall. You were too close to the negotiations to see what has been achieved. What do you care?
1: You still don't accept the climate change thesis, even with methane spewing out of Siberia.
2: This agreement is an enormous advance on the impasse that has prevailed for years.
1: Do you write the press releases as well? I can hear a dozen newsreaders parrot off those exact words in the next few hours.
2: You are becoming too cynical, my friend.
1: I'm not sure that we are friends anymore.
2: I'll put that remark down to exhaustion. Get some rest. Why don't you phone Allura?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yuki, you've left your folder behind. Oh, I'll give it to him in the morning. I'll tell him over breakfast that I agree with him and that I'll work with him on his thesis. (laughs) Yes, what is it? What time is it?
3: Sorry to disturb you, Mr. Bakir, but I need your presence in room 71. Room 71? What's in there? That's Mr. Alia's room. Could you come with me, please? You and he are associates, I understand. Yuki? Is he all right? I'm afraid he's dead. In the bath. With wrists slit. What?
2: It can't be... Not you, Key.
3: I came to you as he left a letter addressed to you. Are you next of kin?
2: No, I, I, I'm not. Uh, but his wife will arrive later this morning. Jesus, poor Allura.
3: She may need you to comfort her.
2: All right. <laughs>
4: a sheep we're miles from home and Yuki dead (laughs) I I don't know where to turn
2: leave leave the arrangements to me Allura you just get some rest
5: can I offer my condolences Mrs Aliyev your husband was a tireless fighter for science I believe his legacy will be the overthrow of that cloud nonsense very soon Oh, oh, sorry, Dr. Bakira. I, I didn't see you there. Sorry.
2: That's okay. Can you leave us some privacy, please? Thank you.
4: Uh, Ajib, do, do you think Yuki's theory will prevail? That would be nice.
2: More than nice, Allura. It's vitally important that Yuki's idea win out for the planet. He was right all along. We're in big trouble.
4: I see a worried face, Ajib. You feel we're still on the zombie way?
2: I know how committed these opponents of global warming are, Allura. They won't give up too easily.
4: Well, we have five years to wait for the results, Ajib.
2: God, it's hot. At least the insects can't get in. Here, Ogo, freshen up our drinks.
0: Okay, Doctor.
2: Is that radio plugged in, Ogo? I want to hear this announcement from the Climate Change Conference. This time they may actually do something.
0: The radio is all ready for you.
2: You did check the times, didn't you, Ogo?
0: I did. That's what a personal assistant is for, Doctor. But why not stay in Europe for this important news, instead of Kenya?
2: I wanted to get as far away as possible, because I fear... oh, I I fear that...
0: You're safe here now, for this conference.
2: We're not safe anywhere, Ogo. Poor Yuki. At times like this I think of my friend.
0: This was the dead friend who wrote you a suicide letter?
2: Yes. Oddly, Yuki left no explanatory note for Allura, his wife. But he'd left a recriminatory one for me. I kept it, Ogo, and read it many times over the years, but have never shown it to Allura. It was too personal. I've read it so often that I almost know it by heart.
0: What did he say? Can you recall?
2: He said, I understand at last, Ajib, our dilemma. We have. We have failed to get people to understand that they are part of the problem and the solution to climate change. They cannot see how driving the kids to school, leaving the lights on all night, flying regularly on holiday can possibly be affecting anything else. A complex hypothesis does not inform them. Ajib, your constant rebuttals didn't help.
0: This is very severe. When you were following your own ideas.
2: No, he was right. Fixes us another, Ogo. Right, there was more. Yuki continued in his letter. But it is difficult for people to see their role in this when our culture and media ignore it. We need to find ways to explain that increasingly severe weather is climate change at work.
0: He was a very saddening person.
2: You haven't heard the saddest of it. He continued. I fear, Ajib, that we are doomed. It's impossible to get people to listen because climate change is invisible. When it happens elsewhere, we hardly notice. But when it happens here, we're too busy to notice. We deal with the visible local when we should be focused on the unnoticed global.
0: That was a long suicide note.
2: There was more. Something about I was never able to reach you, Ajib. No matter how hard I tried, we're all unreachable, deaf and blind. And now I am also mute. I felt very small then, Ogo.
0: You look very big in my eyes.
2: Thank you, Ogo. Show me in a glass of gin before you go home to your family.
0: I should be going, but just a little sup and thank you.
2: The djinn is acting as an anaesthetic. I must try to, f- to recall the final passage of Yuki's note for you, Ogre. Eh? Only when these familiar things are finally snatched away from people will they realise the dangers. But by then it may be too late. I'm glad I won't be here to witness such overdue awareness. I pray that you are.
0: He placed a curse on you.
2: I fear he did. I'm still disturbed by the merciless tone of the note.
0: A very harsh note, and you are trying to understand this climate changing.
2: I fear, Ogo, that we're all still too addicted to the zombie way to ever stop the cars.
0: I don't understand that.
2: (laughs) Doesn't matter. It's a private joke. Here, top me up, please. Well, anyway, here I am, five years after Yuki's suicide, and on the eve of the announcement about which theory would be endorsed by the global community.
0: Yes, here you are, with your wife and two children in Kenya. You even called your eldest boy Yuki.
2: I did. I am here, Ogo, with my family, to get away from all the babby-hoo of the climate announcement. What time is it? It's almost time for the announcement.
0: Yes, it's nearly time. I will go now. See you tomorrow. And God bless the decision.
2: Yes, thanks, Ogo. And good night. I'll have one more before this radio speaks. God, I fear the announcement. I've no doubt now about which course we should take. But the Friends of Sensible Development still have deep pockets. And Yuki was right. They couldn't be reached didn't want to be reached I'm too unsettled my ulcer is acting up fucking gin I don't think I'll wait for the announcement glass of milk and I'll call it a night I'll find out in the morning
4: are you coming to bed dear? shortly
2: sweetheart just a glass of milk and then to bed
4: Good night, Ajib.
2: Good night, Allura.
0: You have been listening to Episode 1 of the Rising Heat Trilogy, The Zombie Way by Jack Byrne. Ajib was played by Michael Sharp, Yuki, Peter Pryor, Alura Rebecca Blomfield, Dave, John O'Connor, Dee, Adrienne Murphy, Hotel Manager, Frank O'Connor. The play was directed by Declan Cahill. Production assistant was Deborah Gaffney. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.